Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Listening to Forum, I'm Rachel Myro. Singing well done is magic. It lifts our spirits, it resonates with our souls, whether we're doing the singing or doing the listening to the singing. But live singing is complicated during this pandemic because COVID spreads through the air. Today, we're going to talk to some Bay Area singers who are employing a variety of strategies to bring live singing to audiences big and small. Joining us this half hour, we have Chloe Veltman, arts and culture reporter here at KQED, Nova Jimenez, lecturer in voice at Stanford University, and a member of a soprano ensemble called Bella Sorella, excuse me, also known during the pandemic for her sidewalk serenades. We'll get into that in just a bit. And Kent Jew, Artistic and Executive Director for the Ragazzi Boys Chorus here in the Bay Area. Uh, Chloe, why don't we start with you? Uh, Thank you again for being here today. Oh, it's lovely uh, to be here. Thanks for having me, Rachel. I'm wondering if you can tell me um, about the power of singing and why you have felt compelled during this pandemic to keep an eye on on what singers are doing to stay alive and to stay uh, vibrant during this past year. Well, there's so many different things that groups have been doing and singers have been doing. It's been such a tough time. I mean, it just seems so strange to me that singing, which has always been considered this incredibly beneficial thing, a thing that, you know, saves many people. There have been countless studies done showing, um, you know, how how singing basically improves cognitive function in elders and keeps kids on target with their schoolwork and how this thing that's so good is now really a killer. Um so, you know, it's been very tough for the singing community. And I think for a long time things for a while there things just sort of stopped but now we sort of see all these incredible things going on now and and singing is almost like it's become a solution to the pandemic you know activities such as Nova's uh, where she's going to different places and doing these sidewalk serenades which she'll tell you all about later I had the pleasure of attending one 
at, uh, at Channing House in Palo Alto. And the way that children's choruses such as Kent's are able to keep to keep the kids singing through all this, it's incredibly powerful. Nova, I'm, I'm wondering if you can tell us, you know, many singers, many musicians uh, visit, uh, you know, elder care facilities and, uh, you know, j- just to offer something to brighten up a day, a week, a month. Uh, when did you start thinking that you had to go about this a slightly different way? It doesn't sound like we have Nova on tap right now. Uh, Kent, uh, you know, we were listening earlier to some music from the Ragazzi Boys Chorus. um, And I I remember talking to you just at the start of the pandemic when when you were just beginning to figure out how how the Boys Chorus was going to pivot. Can you bring us up to speed as, as to what's happened in the last year? Hi there. Yeah, we have um, been working really hard to um, pivot to this new reality. Um, We're very fortunate that uh, one of our board members and parents uh, put together uh, their virtual studio, uh, which utilizes Jack Trip out of Stanford and allows our boys to sing uh, from their homes in real time. It's, it's amazing. We uh, produced a concert uh, in December, uh, and um, we uh, are learning all sorts of new uh, virtual and remote uh, techniques with our boys. So, so dis- describe that, because as far as I understand it, the latency uh, is, is the technological, the scientific reason why so many people cannot sing collectively, say, on a, on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, so um, this technology has been around for a while. Um, of course, I, I, I think that uh, in our current times, it has um, uh, been uh, pushed to the forefront. But um, the the chip that our uh, developer um, came up with sits on top of the Jack Trip platform and um, allows our boys to sing uh, and hear each other uh, reducing the latency to an acceptable uh, rehearsal uh, minimum. And uh, we are looking at each other on Zoom with a little bit of uh, virtual delay, uh, but we're able to rehearse together um, in our regular uh, two-hour blocks of time twice a week. It's groundbreaking technology. And and are you also able to do that for uh, live virtual concerts, or do those have to be pre-recorded? Well, it's interesting that you uh, are asking that question because at our December concert, which is available on on YouTube, we um, actually performed live, which uh, again was something that uh, no one else had done before. We had 80 boys, over 80 boys singing from their homes, and uh, we produced a live concert really uh, stepping into the unknown with our fingers crossed uh, and uh, with our best best technology uh, vibes going out. Well, we are talking about singing in this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, And I I want to get your stories, too, if you're listening, uh, if you're singing at home by yourself, if you're singing at home with others, for others. Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Of course, you can get in touch with us as well on Twitter or Facebook or email. We're Forum at kqed.org is the email 
to go with now. Um, Chloe, you know, you have talked to quite a few people uh, over the course of the last year. What's something that stuck out for you in, in terms of, uh, you know, keeping keeping the flame lit? Oh, goodness. I mean, so many things. Rachel, I, and I think I think the main the main thing I hear time and time again from people is how, um, no matter how down in the dumps they're feeling, you know, just even doing something like humming <laughs> seems to kind of get them feeling a little bit better. There's something about you know just making making some noise really i mean there's a reason why in in those yoga classes the the yoga instructors a lot of them make you go om right it's because it feels good in your body well it's the same thing with singing so a lot of people i've spoken to have very much talked about that that feeling of just centeredness frankly that that singing singing gives you um but i mean i when when i went to channing house hopefully we'll, we'll get nova back on because i mean that experience was very powerful too the way the people i spoke with at the um, the elders facility, the, the um, it's, uh, down in Palo Alto, where Nova was performing, um, she's been there several times, and a lot of the folks stand on their balconies, and um, and some of them were in the parking lot all masked. They'd come down to hear her, and the ones I spoke to just sort of talked about how you know isolating and lonely it's been for them um, to be stuck indoors. They can't have visitors. They've had two out, uh, out, outbreaks of COVID, and then to have Nova come and sing them songs. Um, really just transformed their day. They just, and I, I think she's up. with us now. Nova, are you are you listening in? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, the tech, the tech di- technical difficulties. This is part of the reason why <laughs> exactly, I felt right? I felt the need to go sing in person. <laughs> uh, yeah. So last May, I felt helpless, like many of us. Uh, I didn't really know what to do. It felt like it was the end of the world. I had a birthday recital planned, a faculty recital, my students had recitals and they were all canceled. And for me, when times are really hard and really difficult, I sing, right? And singing has just been this way to heal, the safe place to be able to fully express myself and sort of scream away all of my troubles. And um, so in my practice, in my singing, you know, uh, I asked myself, well, maybe, maybe I can share this music. Maybe someone would like to hear me and maybe I can help lift spirits as well as healing myself. Beautifully put. We're we're listening to Nova Jimenez, a lecturer in voice at Stanford and a singer who has been performing sidewalk concerts every weekend during the pandemic. Also here with Chloe Veltman, arts and culture reporter for KQED, and Kent Ju, artistic and executive director for the Ragazzi Boys Chorus. Uh, We're going to a short break now, so hold your thought, but please call in to join the conversation at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. 
It's Forum. I'm Rachel Myro, and we're talking about singing and music during the pandemic. One listener writes us, I miss the sound of live voices. My daughter sings in a choir, and while it's great to see the kids on Zoom, nothing makes up for hearing singing live. It just lifts the soul, and I had no idea how much I would miss it until it was gone. Uh, back to Nova Jimenez, a, a lecturer in voice at Stanford who's been performing sidewalk concerts for for uh, people living in elder care facilities. Nova, I, I, I know from my own experience, you know, I have a mother in, in an assisted living facility in Los Angeles, and it's just um, the ache, the ache, the tears, the rage. Uh, you, this has been so hard. And even now, as, as the, you know, vaccines are looking to, to set us free sometime in the near future, it, it just can't be said enough uh, how desperately important it is to feed the soul during these times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I didn't think much about it at the beginning, but um, I can't express in words the joy, the, the, the love that I felt uh, singing to those who are completely isolated, those who, who really need their spirits lifted. This was my greatest hope. And it's given me such meaning and purpose and light during the pandemic. Well, uh, I, I wanted more yeah, of it, for sure. <laughs> more of it, for sure. You know, there are times I forget to listen to music. And then when I hear it again, I'm literally moved to tears. I, it, there's something music does that news and talk radio, it must be said, do not do. But with that said, let us turn now to the phones and David in Oakland. Hi. Hi, David. I, can I you hear me it, okay? I, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I am the music director at Plymouth Church of Jazz and Justice in Oakland, and we have a choir. And um, I've created this system where I have uh, eight wireless mics, and everybody goes in their car in the parking lot, and I transmit it on a little FM transmitter, and they tune their radio to that frequency, and everybody can sing together in real time. And I could actually do it up to 16 uh, at once, but we've just done eight so far. But I could do hard, hardwired more, and it works great. And I also then videotape it. <laughs> I walk around with my phone in one hand videotaping and my microphone in another, and um, it's, like, worked out really well. And we look forward to doing more of it in the future. It's, like... Pretty what, amazing because there's no yeah. there's no uh, latency whatsoever. What, what's the favorite song so far right now with the gang? Well, um, we for Mardi Gras we did Down by the Riverside. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for for joining uh, David and and for sharing that tech technological fix. Uh, Elizabeth writes, I'm a trained church and opera singer singing since the pandemic began. I've been singing for my church's pre-recorded Sunday services. Then in December, I sang in two masked, socially distanced outdoor performances of Handel's Messiah. It felt wonderful singing live. And of course, uh, Elizabeth brings up that there are a lot of local churches, as we just heard from, from David, that are trying to figure out ways to allow for the presence of music uh, in, in religious uh, services. Michelle writes, my daughter does both musical theater and school chorus virtually. She's working on her fourth musical that is a compilation of Zoom group meets and home recorded videos stitched together to make them available for viewing 
at home. Um, you know, Kent, I, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation here. C- can you tell me how has Ragazzi just survived financially uh, in the last year? Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Well, we've uh, been asking for uh, a lot of uh, donations. Uh, our performances have uh, been free to the, the public, but uh, in lieu of ticket costs, we have um, asked uh, uh, for uh, families and friends to um, make a donation to cover uh, the costs of te- the technology, which has been significant. Um, I, I will say that um, we have a, a tremendous amount of uh, volunteers, both parents and board members and uh, other folks who make the, the technology run. And um, it really has been a, an impressive um, sort of uh, coming together of, of many different folks uh, and proves that we can uh, survive even uh, in adversity. Even in adversity. Let's go back to the phones and Pam in Albany. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. So um, for over 20 years, I sang every month with my friend Dale and a small group of people that she put together to sing rounds. And she had cancer. She passed away in October. And after a couple months of this pandemic stuff, she just said, it's too important to me. I have to figure out a way to do this. So three of us would get together every Monday in uh, one of our front yards. We would sit about 12 feet apart wearing masks. It was actually really pretty hard to sing together because, you know, it was just hard to hear through the masks. So our timing would get off, but we did it and it made such a difference. And so, you know, she was singing every week and that was like the the last thing that she gave up doing and i'm you know i'm just so glad that we were able to find a way to make that work and then at the end of her life um she had asked people to come and sing to her so she had all these singing friends taking turns coming to the window outside the bedroom where she was dying and um and singing and it was it wasn't I wish I'd had other ways to say goodbye to but it was it was really it was really really important to me and to her it's a it's a beautiful story Pam and you know it reminds me of something I've I'm not sure if science uh, uh, confirms this but I have heard from a number of people that that uh, hearing is one of the last faculties to go and that even when somebody is you know uh, walking towards the light they still hear us. They hear what we say and they hear what we sing. Yeah, I've heard that many times too. And, and Dale, in fact, was a music therapist and had so much to say about the healing value of, of music and singing. And um, and I know it's true. It's true for all of us. And, and I'm so glad that she gave me that gift. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pam. It's uh, it's so beautiful and uh, heartbreaking at the, at the same time. Um, yeah. Let's turn to PC in San Francisco. Hi, Hi good morning. It's uh, it's B I S I. It's BC. 
Oh, sorry um, about that. Yeah. I, oh, no worries. No worries at all. I thank you for doing this. And um, I was just going to say that I can relate um, as a performer. I've been, you know, performing virtually and it just isn't the same as getting the energy of people in the same room and, and that resonance of, of feeling like your art resonated with them and bringing everybody to that connected feeling all at once um it's been really hard to achieve that virtually um um and yeah i just played for the internet archive this morning and you know it just made me even miss uh singing in real life more or in person more <laughs> it's true um, it's just there's no there's no um uh, equivalent to the real thing to the real thing Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and thanks for doing this. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, so Chloe, I, I understand you've got a, a funny story about an English family that has been uh, going viral during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of the many fabulous singing stories that we're seeing popping up all over the place. Actually, this is a family called the Marshes, um, and uh, they're, they, they're in a town which isn't far away from where I grew up, in, in the county of Kent in England. Um, and they've taken to, to doing these sort of spoofs of famous songs um, during the pandemic, changing the lyrics, like for one more day from Les Miserables, they changed the lyrics to talk about their lives under COVID. And it's a real chuckle. Um, it, it's super it's super fun to listen to and sort of sad. And just the fa seeing this family together standing in their bathrooms or whatever, or their sweatpants in the bathroom, uh, you know, with microphones and singing along to the karaoke machine, it really, it really lifts the soul, right, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's so funny. Are they Von Trapped? Is that? Is that, that... that was, I believe that was the headline on the New York Times story that came yeah. out a few, oh, a few yeah. days ago. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's really lovely to see all these different experiments out there. Oh, terrific. I, Eileen writes, Nova is a treasure in the Palo Alto community. She has brought so much joy over the this last year. So a little shout out there to Nova Jimenez. And uh, once again, who has been performing sidewalk concerts every weekend during the pandemic. Uh, Nova, is your dance card full these days? Or are, are you being contacted by all kinds of nursing homes and assisted living facilities? Actually, I'm still reaching out. So I reach, I'm reaching out all over the Bay Area. Um, I'd love to come and sing for you. I would, <laughs> I'd love to. I hope, I hope I'll get invitations because I'm aching to sing. I'm aching to sing for you. So please contact me. Please reach out. We're talking about singing in the pandemic with Nova Jimenez, a lecturer and voice at Stanford, who has been singing on sidewalks outside of congregate care communities. Uh, Chloe Veltman, arts and culture reporter for KQED and Kent Jew, artistic and executive director for the Ragazzi Boys Chorus. Um, you know, uh, Ken, I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about the the Zoom Brady Bunch style concert uh, and, and what it means to, to be a tech guru <laughs> in these times. Well, this has been a steep learning curve for everyone. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't go to uh, school to, to learn uh, electronic uh, or uh, music and um, I find myself uh, learning new skills uh, every day and uh, just so grateful that we're able to pivot and um, have the resources to create experiences for, for the boys. Um, we have done a mix of 
uh, in-person, uh, I'm sorry, uh, virtual learning and also um, live performance and rehearsal. And we are doing our best to um, provide an invigorating and, and exciting curriculum for these difficult times. Let's go to the phones now and Mario in Union City. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, yourself? Very good. So I, I take it right. uh, you have been singing using Zoom and YouTube. Yeah, we used to do once a year among uh, high school class alumni. Once a year we get together physical karaoke. But now with the pandemic, we can even do twice a month <laughs> using Zoom and and uh, YouTube in each of our houses and having our own microphones. And so we take turns singing for an hour or two. And we have fun. <laughs> so we have more connection uh, and fun because of because of these developments. And and what what's the uh, your recent favorite song that you've been singing? Yeah, we've been singing Elvis, Elton John, On My Side. <laughs> oh, and, that's a great one. Uh, my others are singing uh, Carpenters, Barbara Streisand. So we're, we're in the 70s. Uh. <laughs> You're feeling the groove. <laughs> uh, you know, that music yeah. never dies when it's good. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, let's see. I, I guess I should ask... Uh, Nova, I, I know you've been uh, singing, of course, on sidewalks, but I'm, I'm wondering if, if uh, you can tell us what kind of music has been speaking to you. We just heard from Mario, of course, the 1970s hit. So what, what is bringing you solace as you sing it? Oh, gosh, all music of inspiration. The song I've been singing the most is A Brand New Day from the musical The Wiz. Mm-hmm. It's written by uh, Luther Vandross. It's a beautiful song, uplifting. Uh, I also have been singing quite a bit a song from the musical Baby. Uh, a woman, a young woman feels a baby kick for the first time. And it's called Our Story Goes On. And my message is, you know, not just to parents, uh, but teachers, uh, our story will go on after this pandemic. We will, we will sing again, we will rise, and we will come back stronger than ever. So I love that piece. Our story goes on, a brand new day. I've been singing The Sound of Music. Um, I sing Frozen. I sing Elsa. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all of these reflective, uplifting pieces are pieces that speak to me. And uh, yeah, I just sing it out to the heavens. <laughs> Doug writes, during quarantine, I've been singing in two different Zoom groups, the World Folk Music Choir I've been in for several years uh, called World Harmony Chorus, and the workshops put on by Oakland's uh, women's a cappella group, Kitka. I think many of us are familiar with Kitka. They're just wonderful, wonderful singing, and uh, how wonderful to hear that they have workshops uh, going. And Doug also adds, newcomers are welcome in both. Uh, I think we have time for at least one more phone call. Let's talk to Joan in Palo Alto. Hi, Joan. Hello. Hi. You you sang for your husband's birthday? 
Nova came to my house, which is on the Stanford campus, because she knew it was my husband's birthday, and she said, I'll do a little sidewalk serenade for him. Would that be fun? I said, oh, for God's sakes, of course it would be fun. There's nothing else we can do to celebrate these days. And while she was singing, she got us out on the on the front lawn, and while she was singing, it which was so much fun, a whole variety of different wonderful songs, suddenly all the neighbors started coming out, people walking by, stopped in the street, neighbors I hadn't seen for months stepped outside their houses, and we just had quite a lovely little crowd around on the street for the uh, sidewalk serenade. It was just a wonderful thing, and I hope Nova can do more of that for more people. Well, you know, you give me an idea there. Uh, why don't we have Nova sing sing a few minutes for us? Uh, anything uh, that you've got in mind here, inspired by Joan? How, how about happy birthday for Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not me. <laughs> I heard it was your birthday today, so <laughs> I true. hope that... All of our listeners and every guest here will sing along with me. Sing to the heavens. We're going to have a happy birthday for Rachel. Here we go. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rachel. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. That is so delightful. Uh, and and it really uh, it just ties a bow knot on today. <laughs> oh, that was amazing! Oh my goodness! Well, I want to thank everyone who has participated in this half hour, this pay on to the joys of singing. I encourage everybody to yeah hum a few bars, you know, yell a few bars, and and share the music with people you love in your life today. Let's do that today. We have been talking with Nova Jimenez, a lecturer in voice at Stanford and a singer who, when she's not performing on forum, uh, sings on sidewalks outside congregate care facilities uh, during this pandemic. We've been talking with KQED arts and culture reporter Chloe Veltman and Kent Jew, artistic and executive director for the Ragazzi Boys Chorus in Silicon Valley in the San Francisco Bay Area figuring out ways to share music between themselves and with others. Stay tuned. We've got more exciting stuff coming up for you tomorrow on Forum. You've been listening to KQD's Forum. I'm Rachel Myro. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.